0: Welcome to Stories from the Locker Room, a News Hub podcast that interviews sporting greats about their career highlights, lowlights, controversies and legacy. This week, Grant Chapman talks to former tallback Sean Marks. The chief executive of the NBA's Brooklyn Nets looks back at his basketball career, New Zealand's historic world championship run, and his post-retirement transition into the office. It's Sean Marks on Stories from the Locker Room.
1: Fifteen years before Stephen Adams was drafted into the NBA by Oklahoma City Thunder, A self-confessed skinny kid from the North Shore opened the door for Kiwis into basketball's biggest stage.
0: Marks for three, got it in the corner, Sean Marks' first three of the season.
1: After a 13-year playing career, Sean Marks is breaking new ground as Brooklyn Nets general manager, but took time out from his busy schedule to reflect on his life journey so far.
2: I loved playing the game, and really nothing stood in the way of 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 that. It was first and foremost the athletic ability and uh, showmanship, the charisma that you know. We were, I think it was every Sunday morning there was a you know NBA sort of fantastic thirty minute you know shown back in New Zealand. So that was that's what I fell in love with, And, and from there you yeah, that was where the sport really took off for me. And it was, it was playing, you know, North Cross Intermediate, Rainy Tidal High School, and, and all the, the various North Harbour rep teams along the way that, um, you know, I just continued to to grow and, and, and fall in love with everything that that game, the game uh, meant. Sean Elliott from the Spurs obviously loved, you know, Michael Jordan and Scotty Pippen and so forth. I loved Sean Kemp from the Seattle Supersonics at the time. So I think there was a few people that I would pick and choose and and, and just love to watch those guys.
1: Unlike most young New Zealanders, Mark's never dreamed of wearing an all-blacks jersey. Once he figured out where his passion lay, it was an easy choice.
2: Uh, Being an all-black was never an option for me. (laughs) I mean, as much as I, 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 you know, I I love rugby and I I have, you know, a a lot of good friends over the years that have, uh, have, you know, worn the all-black jersey, which has been amazing. And, you know, you're so proud to wear that jersey and what that means is so special. So... Um, You know, there's nothing like representing your country, you know, growing up on the North Shore, you know, I was like probably many um, early teenagers that liked a lot of different sports and played a lot of different sports, whether that was volleyball, basketball, track, swimming, athletics, um, skateboarding. And, you know, I think finally my dad said to me, you got to choose here, you got to hang the skateboard up. Firstly, you're not very good and you're you're six foot five, so stop playing, (laughs) stop skateboarding, you're going to hurt yourself. And, and and concentrate on basketball so that was it was really an easy decision for, for for me to to focus there i mean there were countless countless hours spent before school you know on the backyard hoop and so forth and uh, i love that about the sport you can you can play by yourself but you know 1 on 1 2 on 2 whatever it is and half the time you you barely need a basket i mean for a piece of trash will suffice as you're throwing it into the trash can
1: A career in the NBA was just a pipe dream for the kid from Rangatoto College. But a conversation with one of his mentors pointed marks down a path he has never strayed from and he found love on the way.
2: Yeah, there was an American coach, who, uh, Jerry Weber, who had come down and was coaching North Harbour at the time and you know he had seen something special in me and thought, you know, you should be playing college ball and um, you know, we sort of just started the ball rolling there from... Getting my name out there to various different colleges and so forth. Um, I I always wanted to stay on the west coast, you know, simply because that was going to be much easier for parents to come and visit and so forth. So you know, we narrowed the choices down, and I went over to um, to take a recruiting trip to Cal, and, uh, and and honestly, that was that was my first and first choice with. With it being a you know a, a very good basketball school at the time and you know an academic school that was world renowned, so I was uh, I was fortunate to have that opportunity to go there. You know, I look back at the college uh, experience overall and and you know extremely grateful for that. You know, I guess you know some of the friends you know I was, I met my wife at, at at Berkeley, so you know that was you know you know amazing, very fortuitous, and you know it's it's far bigger than basketball. I mean basketball. Um, was the vehicle in which um, enabled me to have these experiences and so forth. So, um, you know, and, and to, to play, you know, the Sweet 16 was as far as we got. Lose to Vince Carter in, in North Carolina and the Sweet 16. To have those experiences were you know, are definitely things I look back on and cherish.
1: After college, Marks found himself among basketball royalty as part of the 1998 NBA draft. It was a crazy day for the Kiwi, who wasn't even sure he would join the likes of Paul Pierce, Dirk Nowitzki, or Vince Carter as one of the 64 lucky players to be selected.
2: They just think that he has a great upside and he'll be a great basketball player someday. Things changed a lot out there. I think the draft process was was just completely you know overwhelming. Just you, know, you couldn't believe I was flying to indiana and larry bird was going to work me out before the paces and then i was going to fly to chicago and then i was gonna sit with you know jerry Krause, who's you know we we see now on the on the michael jordan uh or, or the bulls last dance documentary so you know i look back and i go wow you know i can't believe i was in front of these people and so forth and then and draft day you just never know what's going to happen
1: mark's made history that day Selected number forty-four overall, he became the first New Zealander drafted into the world's best basketball league.
2: You know, I think you, you're you're aware that you you are the first, and you're you're blazing a trail, so to speak. And like I've said on interviews at the time, it's like, look this this should motivate anybody. I mean, if kids back in New Zealand can see, you know, this kid from the North Shore um, end up over here at college and, and in the NBA, you know. Doors should open up, you know, and, you know, there should be a light at the end of the tunnel for all all these young New Zealand kids. And I think we've seen plenty of people have, you know, a ton of success.
1: Mark spent 11 seasons in the league on six teams, winning an NBA championship with San Antonio Spurs. But the lifestyle wasn't as glamorous as you might think. His career was confined to that of a role player, never certain of what next season or even next week might bring. It's a
2: high level of anxiety at at all times. You know, you're playing level anxiety. You're not playing, you've got anxiety. The off-season, you're not sure where you're going to, you're not sure what team you're going to play on, anxiety. And that only increases the further you get into your career when you start having, you know, a family and there's this... There's you know, other people that, to be quite frank, it's, they're the priority and when you have to weigh up how are they coping with you being a journeyman and, and, and moving around and so forth. Being a journeyman has certainly helped me in this current role, in this current job because I've, I've worn many hats, right? I've been the player, I've, I've, I've been traded, I've been cut, I've been signed. You know, I've been a coach, uh, I've worked in player development, I've worked in the front office. So I, I can relate to how players feel, and that's where um, the humanitarian side of it re- you know really counts.
1: Mark's competed alongside and against some of the best players to have laced up sneakers. He gives us an insight into what he'd learnt from those elite sportsmen. Manu
2: Ginobili, Tim Duncan, Steve Nash, I think those three um, how they compete is is so remarkable, you know, but the humility in which those three particular, um, Tim Manu and, and Steve showed towards other teammates and the selfishness that that they displayed in how they played. That's those are pe- that's contagious. Those are people you want to be around. And that has nothing to do with basketball. That's got that's got to do with life. You want to surround yourself with people like that.
1: The highlight of Mark's NBA playing days came with the Spurs in 2005.
0: And for the third time in seven seasons, the San Antonio Spurs
2: are the NBA champions.
1: The bones of that squad won five championships in 15 years under head coach Greg Popovich.
2: Look, it was a very diverse team and that was great. And I, and I think we all cherished that. We all loved that. We never got boring because we all had different backgrounds. So we all had some pretty unique stories to tell. And you know, those are some very, very special memories.
1: But Kiwis remember Sean Mark's exploits on the international stage most fondly even though the towering centre was sidelined with injury through the greatest moment in Tall Black's history, when New Zealand finished fourth at the 2002 World Championships.
2: The highlights of that were sharing those locker room memories and stories. We grew up, that group that, um, you know, represented, you know, in the Olympics, 2000, 2004, you know, I don't know that people know that we grew up together that group had been playing under 14s, under 16s, under 18s, under 20s. So there wasn't anything we didn't know about each other, which was which was really really unique. So it was the off-court relationships that certainly helped you know us play on the court. And then you know there was you know finishing fourth in the world in Indiana was 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 amazing. Um, but sharing the opening ceremony and running out there with the guys uh, at, at a couple different Olympics were were unlike anything else. You know, pretty amazing.
1: Marks reflects on his New Zealand career with some regret. Much like Adams, there were large periods when he was unavailable for selection due to NBA commitments, and the 44-year-old sympathises with Adams' struggle to balance a promising NBA career with international aspirations.
2: That, unfortunately, came as as an obstacle for me playing for for the Tall Blacks as much as I could have potentially and and um, but you know again I look back and go look it is what it is I, I hope I made the most of it and and was able to um, to represent the country but not only do that but you know provide for family and and, and future and, and, and set myself up now to, to, to have the relationships I have and I think we see that even with with um, not just the Tall we see that with all teams, even the the US team, you know, guys are not going to go do the qualifying tournaments and so forth, but they'll, they'll pick to go and play, you know, in the Olympics per se.
1: After retiring, Mark's transitioned into various off-court roles within the Spurs, including another championship ring as assistant coach and eventually franchise executive as general manager of the Nets.
2: I, I was certainly at peace with not playing anymore, um, but you know, the role I'm in is certainly a difficult one, but I I, I own that and I cherish that and you know, I, I don't run away from that. I think it's important to know hey, look, you signed up for this, you know, I want to do this. I, I dragged the family, you know, halfway across the country to, to, to come and do this. Um, and I, I wanted the challenge. I think it's an, an incredible opportunity. And you know, you wanna test yourself. I think I, I, I I'm curious as the way like I hey, look, could I have could I do this on my own? You know, I did it in San Antonio with, with an incredible group of coaching staff and front office that I learned from and now it's like, well, you know, is there a way to be able to do it in Brooklyn? So we'll see, right?
1: As the man in charge of rebuilding a team in turmoil, Marks has excelled, convincing two of the NBA's biggest names to join him in New York, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving.
2: I wouldn't say it was easy because nothing worthwhile is easy. There's, there's um, you know, conflicts and and anxiety and issues that arise you know multiple times a day but i think you 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 know again i i have to own it i I knew what i was getting myself into to a certain extent you never quite know what's going to come across your desk um but at the end of the day i'm competitive i'm still competitive just because you're not playing and i think we have a pretty unique opportunity to do something special here in brooklyn um and to, and to bring this team up and, you know, fortunately, um, we're, we're on our way. I think we all have very realistic op- expectations that there's a lot more work to do. Um, you know, I don't look back ever and go, oh, wow, look how far we've come. Because to be quite frank, that doesn't interest me. And um, I don't want to waste my time doing that. It's more like, hey, what have we learned? and what's what's in front of us yes it falls on me but between the other you know all the basketball operations staff and including our ownership we're all driving this and um i have utmost faith in the group that we have here right now
1: despite spending most of the last quarter century in the united states now entrenched in the new york lifestyle Marks is still proud to be a Kiwi, with family adventures back home, a treat worth waiting for.
2: Obviously, I had an amazing upbringing in, in the North Shore, in Torbay, and, and, and cherish those childhood memories. Um, we're pretty ingrained over here, you know, with, with four boys, you know, 16, 14, nine, and seven. As you can imagine, the house is, is loud and, and, and they need plenty of room to gallop around, but they're, they're ingrained in their community over here. So, you know, I would not say no, that we won't end up back in New Zealand. I think at some point to to go back there, whether it's for a year or two or six months or whatever it is, I think we'd love that. I mean, we were back there, you know, three years ago and did a little camper van trip around the North Island and then flew down to Queenstown and spent some time down there with, with friends and family and, and and every opportunity we get to come back to New Zealand. We absolutely love it. So for now, I just have to make do with good New Zealand wines and and enjoy those from over here.
1: The next chapter of Mark's basketball journey is yet to be written, but don't count out another NBA championship and even more history-making for the skinny kid from the shore.
0: You've been listening to News Hub Stories from the Locker Room. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your quality podcasts. Next time, we chat to former All Whites captain Ivan Viselich. For more, visit www.newshub.co.nz forward slash podcasts. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your quality podcasts. For more, visit www.newshub.co.nz forward slash podcasts.